Ketso Sajani on Cape Talk, your number one news and talk station. At 24 minutes to the hour of 10, we are a few minutes late for Tim Landy, but hey, I'm sure you understand Tim Landy. How are you doing? Yeah, press the button there, Tim. Ah, oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, now I'm on. I'm going to start with this. So, um, and and if at all you've, you've noticed since uh, yesterday, actually, we started the show differently, uh, playing around with, with certain clips and as part of our intro. And um, so I called Tim earlier on today. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, I say to Tim, I explained to Tim, I'm like, Tim, this is what we're doing, right? So I need you to send me a voice note. Um, that's, that mentions what you're going to be talking about this evening. And that was at about half past seven. And then I wait. <laughs> and then I wait. <laughs> and it was supposed to be uh, played at the top of the hour uh, when we start the show. And then... This was not explained to wait. me. <laughs> and then Tim sends one an hour and a half later and then tries again... <laughs> And then deletes two, and then eventually said, "So this is what we ended up with. This is what we're supposed to play right at the beginning of the show." <laughs> Give me, put up the fader. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to play this. Why? Hi, this is Tim Lundy from Cape Town Hiking. Tonight at nine thirty, I'll be discussing hiking up Southern Peak and exploring the old radar station on Kobonkoberg on the Koketso Tsechane Show. <laughs> well done. <laughs> A bit late. It needs a bit late. It needs a bit of work, though. I'll get there. You were so stressed out. <laughs> you have no idea. It was a funny conversation. Tim, do you know how to do a voice note on WhatsApp? <laughs> um, uh, yeah. <laughs> You're lying, Tim. <laughs> no, I do. I just wasn't sure if it was like something special that you radio people know about. <laughs> We will eventually get it right. Tim Landy is with us. We're hiking with Tim. Whatever hiking related questions, related questions that you have, 021-446-0567. As usual, um, rescue recaps, what happened? Okay, so there were six um, since I last spoke to you. Um, two on Saturday. One was a walkout. Um, one was an airlift. Um, one on Saturday, which was a carryout. Uh, one on Tuesday. Um, people who'd got lost and, and stuck because the cable car wasn't working, but they also found their way down. Um, and then one on Wednesday, uh, lost hikers, um, but they found other hikers and were able to get down as well. So it's getting to that sort of part of the season where people start getting lost and, mm. um, yeah, there, there are more and more calls. And so we do get quite busy. It is about to get busy. Please be mindful, guys. Eh? Be mindful. Uh, but this evening, Southern Peak. Southern Peak. That's Southern Hout Peak. Bay, yeah? That's Hout Bay, yeah. Yeah, talk to us. So Southern Peak, um, if you've never been to it or never heard of it, um, if you can imagine going into Hout Bay and you've got the sand dunes which go over to Sandy Bay, um, on the left-hand side you've got that large mountain which is Kabonkelberg, and on the, the far end, the sort of Cape Town side of that mountain is Southern Peak. Um, so it's a relatively straightforward walk up, but it's, yeah, it's straightforward, but it's quite tough. 615 meters. Yeah. It's quite a, it's quite a climb. 
So it's um, and I the, the the first time I did it, I did it in probably about thirty two, thirty three degrees Celsius, and realised there's very little shade on the way up. Really, and of course the 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 fire now has made sure there's absolutely zilch shade up there. So, so we're chasing the view here. So More the than view, anything. yeah, no, the view is incredible. Um, I think that's probably what Southern Peak's known for two things. One is its view, and the other one is it's got sort of caverns and um, sort of uh, almost like tranquility cracks where you've got these sort of narrow corridors Mm -hmm. um, with um, that sort of interlead with each other, which is quite – so it's quite a nice place to explore once you're up at the top. If you have been there, what is your uh, experience of of hiking up and uh, being uh, atop uh, Southern Peak, uh, six hundred fifteen meters? And if one looks at that that mountain range around Hard Bayside, I mean, it's the second highest because uh, Kabongbong. Kab- I always, I always struggle with this. Kabongoberg is what six uh, six fifty three yeah. uh, meters, and then you get Captain's Peak, and then you get the Sentinel. But um, six fifteen is quite high. No, it is. It is, especially when you consider where you're starting from. So, it's a look. It's a decent climb to get to the top. It's not. It's not a, a stroll by any means. Um, so to get, if you're just going to Southern Peak, it's straight up to the top. There are a couple of sections where there's a bit of a like a rock scramble. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to sort of be mindful of that and, and just be a little bit careful, but nothing too dangerous. Um, yeah, once you're up at, at Southern Peak, the views are spectacular. Um, and where does the hike start? Is it from Landadno or where is it? No, it starts in um, a suburb called Kroeninzacht, which is just below the sand dunes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you walk onto the sand dunes, but you then, instead of going over to Sandy Bay, you turn you, you turn immediately left, and you'll see the path going up the, the sort of the ridge on the side, which up to Southern Peak. And then you... you you um, make your way onto the path, and then up you go. There's no sort of lefts or rights or anything like that. You do cross a road at one point right down at the bottom. And looking at, I mean, I'm looking at a couple of um, speeded up videos of people uh, summiting uh, Southern Peak. Uh, the trail looks fairly decent. I mean, it's also in part uh, a bit rocky, which which means yeah. there's a need to to be mindful. And last week yeah. we were talking about wearing the right type of shoe. Shoes, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, look, I mean, it's not a it's not a lion's head. Um, hmm. You need to, and it is exposed. So, um, as I say, we did it in 32 degrees Celsius. And what we actually did is we went up to Southern Peak, searched around there for 10, 15 minutes. And then the idea was to head to the old radar station, which is on right near the, the top of Kabonkelberg. Um And that was a lot further than, than I'd expected. Mm. Um, but again, not, not too difficult, not a, not a strenuous hike. But if you're going to go all the way to the radar station, you're going to come back, then it is strenuous because I think it was around about six hours that we were out. We take your calls, 0214460567. Have you been up at Southern Peak? What do you remember? You know, uh, Tim, whenever I, I, I find out about new places to, to walk, I always wonder about, about water, about rivers, about, you know, you know, mm. my obsession with, um, <laughs> rivers and mountains <laughs> and drinking that water, but yeah. it, it looks pretty dry as in it doesn't look like there are. There any are no rivers. rivers. No, there's no water. So you have to take water. 
Um, and that was one of the issues. We all had two liters of water. There were three of us that went. And we actually had, I think, about a liter left between the three of us. You know, and 32 degrees, you all, you're drinking a lot. And it's full, fully exposed. So mm-hmm. it got really hot. And, um, yeah, we went through pretty much all six liters between the three of us. You mentioned how strenuous it can be because of how high it is and, and also it's exposed. But I'm also seeing that some people are using it as a running trail. Yeah, there is a there is a quite a, a well-known trail now that um, I think it starts on Harpe Beach and then runs up uh, through the harbor and up to Kabonkelberg and then across to Southern Peak, down Southern Peak Um and then across to Sekabosi, up Landadna Ravine. <laughs> we're not even, what? We're not even halfway. Wait, what? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, wait. I'm like, you're carrying on. Wait, let's do that again. What? It starts where? It starts at Hapa This is a run. This is a run, yeah. It's a hey, trail run. These guys are can, crazy. Can, can, uh, can, the, can the crazy people, <laughs> with all due respect, me, I just find it crazy. <laughs> who, who does that? Huh? If a you do this particular run, give us a call, please. 021-446-0567. Let's start again. It starts where? Okay, so Hapa Beach, mm. up to Gwangoberg, mm. Southern Peak, <laughs> down Southern Peak, mm-hmm. across to Seikobosi Restaurant, yes. up to Hapa Corner. Of course. <laughs> up Landadna yes. Ravine, 12 Apostles. To oh, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> to the dams. What? And then follow the road down. Um no, actually, sorry, I lie. It doesn't. It goes to um, the Woodhead Dam. They then come down Dyser Gorge mm. and then into Orange Cliff. And then there's a stile that they put up that climbs over the fence. And then they run back um, the Sekabosi Circuit. It's uh, above the houses, Rater Plots and stuff. Mm. Um, and then I think they are yeah, back up Southern Beacon. There's there's another <laughs> <laughs> there's another one that goes um, down the road, cross Constantia, up Fluckenberg, over down to Chapman's Peak, and then back down to the beach. That's right. <laughs> yeah, no, no, of course. And they I mean, will, they will mm? probably finish that in the same time. It'll take you and I to walk up to Southern Peak and back down again. <laughs> That's not even over a couple of days. This is like no, okay. Good morning. Hours. We are running now. Let's go. Yeah. Wow. No, they're super fit. It's actually, it's quite depressing when they come running past you because they've got a smile on their face when they come running past you. And you're battling to breathe with a 10 kg pack back on your face. Like, good morning. <laughs> Off they go. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. So, trail runners are a, a different breed. They, they are super, super fit. And they, and it's, it's a real thing. There's, there's loads of, I mean, I, a couple of weeks ago, I went, and did the uh, rescue standby for the Lionheart Red Bull Challenge. Mm. Now, you want to know crazy. Those guys, the whole day, from 8 in the morning till 2 in the afternoon, the, the, the guys that, that eventually win to get into the final have run up five times, up to the top of Lion's Head and back down again. The qualifying time mm. is 35 minutes. That's the qualifying time. This year, the guy. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> sure, this is when I feel bad. I'm like, yo, 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 yo. Whatever I think I'm doing. <laughs> wait, enough. wait. These guys run up Lion's Head yeah. and down five times. Yes. 
So Within they, how long? No, no. So they, so to get up to the top and back down again, qualifying time is 35 minutes. But they've got to, as soon as they finish racing, so let's say it starts with 20 people, um, then the top three will go through to to the next race. And each each heat, they'll then have another group of 20. So then they run and off they go and they get to the top and they come So down. it's five heats. Yeah. So they have sort of a process of elimination and eventually it gets down to the extreme runners. And this year, the guy broke the record. He broke, <laughs> wait for it, 26 minutes. He got to the top and got back down to the bottom in 26 minutes. No, people. It takes, it takes most of us no, guys. an hour just to walk to the top. No. <laughs> no. He could run it twice and we still wouldn't be at the top. <laughs> Who are these people? If if you do this, please. I mean, I really just want to know a bit more about you. <laughs> if this is what you do, <laughs> running up lines and and back down within twenty six minutes. Okay. This is like a Liesel van der Vestesen type of thing. Yeah. Oh, Mike. Yeah. Oh two one four four six oh five six seven. What other crazy crazy type of trail running? And this I think is also a subject that we need to uh, get to um, at some point and yeah, bring some trail runners in yeah. here uh, as well. But let's talk about the old radar station. Yeah, so the old radar station um, was built for World War One, um, World War Two, um, basically because they were concerned. Well, it would have been World War Two, not World War One. Um, they were they were concerned. Um, you had a laugh about this last time that the Germans may invade, <laughs> um, and that it now obviously never happened. Um, but the radar station was then nonetheless, and it was the first radar station. In Africa and when I was a child the radar itself was actually still mounted onto the building um, unfortunately nowadays um, all of the metal has gone because um, we have vandals that love to try and sell metal so all the metal bits and pieces have gone the buildings at the the barracks that they used to stay in um, and the sort of dining hall and everything that's just four walls mm -hmm. um, all the doors and everything are gone the roof struts are gone everything's it's it's just a shell of what it used to be but nevertheless it's quite interesting to actually go around and walk around and just see you know how these guys used to live because again you know when you're up on top of a mountain like at the back table you don't just quickly pop up and pop down you're up there and and you so there were people that were living up there and obviously taking mm. shifts while they were up there because somebody had to be manning the, the radar station. It's quite, it's quite crazy. And again, I mean, you know, with a lot of what you, you, you mentioned, Tim, I immediately go find YouTube channels just to get a sense of what you're talking about. And there's a, um, a clip of somebody walking out of, uh, the radar station and then immediately, it's almost like on the edge, you can just see the beauty that is yes. uh, the ocean and, and the cliffs. And also one needs to be mindful here because eh? you can just lose a step here. Yeah. Hmm? <laughs> it's, it's far enough away from the edge, but it is, yeah. I mean, it's, it, look, the views from up there are, are some of the best in Cape Town. And I think, I think I enjoy going up there to go and have a look at the views because you don't go up there very often. Yeah. It is, unfortunately, I mean, I'm looking at it, it's, it's, it's ruined now. Yeah, I know it is. Sadly. It's, um, but it also looks like an opportunity for, for it to be fixed up and then you have another, um, you know, type of cottage on the, on, on that side of the mountain as well. Uh, if ever that is something that yeah. could be done. Look, I, th look, the biggest problem with Kubonkelberg 
is um, the muggings. Um, and there was one recently on the Sentinel um, with a guy that I know. Um, there were five people. Um, but they they were in an area on the Sentinel, and obviously these guys had seen them, and they had very expensive equipment and stuff with them um, that was visible. Um, so, of course, these guys took the opportunity, and um, one guy approached them. There, there were photographs of him on Facebook of this guy because they, they actually took photographs. They eventually got rid of him by offering him cash. Of course, he took the cash, and he just strolled off laughing. So that whole area, I mean, when I was 15, I got mugged up there as well. Mm. So that's why Southern Peak is actually quite a, a good alternative because you don't have to go through that area, um, which has been known for, for muggings. That is very unfortunate. So, But uh, talk about Southern Peak and Kobokoburg. Um, w- what do we need to do in, in prepping for that, that particular hike? Yeah, so as you mentioned before, there is no water on the route. Um, so definitely take lots of water, um, at least two liters of water. Um, yeah, I mean, like, for instance, this weekend on Saturday, it's 21 degrees, it's breezy and it's partly cloudy. So if you would be walking on Saturday, you know, take take a rain jacket. Mm. It may not rain down here, but it has been known to rain up there. You. You know, you're a couple of hundred meters up. You're actually in the clouds. So even though we can't see the rain, it's up there. It can be raining up in the clouds. Um, Visibility gets very low as well. Mm -hmm. But it can get very, very cold. Even if it doesn't rain, it can get very cold up there. Um, So warm warm top, um, rain jacket, um, sunglasses as well, uh, sun hat, sunscreen is a definite must. Um, These are the kind of things that you should be taking on every hike. Yeah. Um, you know, if it's pouring with rain, just carrying the sunscreen is really not going to, you know, it's not going to hurt. Mm. Rather have it. Um, as a very good friend of mine who, who's a trail runner, actually, <laughs> um, he always says, rather have it than not need it, than need it and not have it. Mm-hmm. And it's so true because when you're up there and you need something, and you can't, it's, it's not like you can quickly just hop into your car and, and off you go. The idea of um, people hiking up there to... I mean, the sunset from Chapman's Peak is is amazing, uh, but uh, what does it mean if one were to hike up there for the sunset? And what are the dangers coming down yeah, after the sunset? I, up there, it's not the kind of walk I'd want to do in the dark, um, because you've got to be sort of paying attention when you're coming down. As I say, there there are, from what I can recall, there were two rock scrambles that you have to sort of go up. And that, nothing majorly serious, mm-hmm. but not something I'd want to attempt in the dark especially if you don't know the route at all. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a walk that you would do in the day. And if you're going to do it in summer, definitely start early. We made the mistake of, I think we started at about 8.30 in the middle of, it was February, we did it. And it was blisteringly hot. I'm looking at somebody biking up there. Mm, yeah. there is the, the, Look, there is the old road, but the, again... That's how I actually got mugged, was I was on my mountain bike. Um, so there is the old road, the old Jeep track that goes up, but it doesn't go the whole way anymore in terms of being a Jeep track. Mm-hmm. It's now totally overgrown. Although, I will say now, you remember earlier this year, there was that fire on Kabonkelberg. Yes. So I haven't been up since that fire, but I can I can imagine it, it looks quite barren and... Um, yeah. So, But you would, you would still find the path. The path is very, very clear. 
What are your hiking related uh, questions? Tim Lundy still with us for the next few minutes. 021-446-0567. Uh, Kobonkelberg, have you been there? Um, Southern Peak, have you made that trip? Or even uh, I've got memories of um, checking out the old uh, radar station. 31567 is SMS line. Uh, you can tweet at Cape Talk at Koketsu Sachani. The, the, what's the weather looking like for this weekend and why do we need to talk about the weather? You know, it's something that I, th- I thought of today that we, we should have actually been doing every time that we talk about it because, you know, it's a Thursday night, everyone's getting ready for the weekend, people want to go out for the weekend. Um, and, and Cape Town's one of those cities where we're very active on the mountains, whether we're trail running, mountain biking. So, yeah, I, I think um, just the forecast for the weather for Saturday um it's a minimum 15, uh, 21, breezy and, and partly cloudy. So be mindful of that and, and, and prepare for that. And if you're going on Sunday, it's not too different. Um, 18 minimum, which is pretty hot to start with, and then heading up to 25. Um, sunny, um, and then the, the wind's only reaching sort of 20 kilometers an hour. So not, not too strong, but um, strong enough that you could get cold up there with with the wind blowing so again warm top um and also you know when the wind blows um two weeks ago i i I suffered from that um you're hiking and it's it's kind of partly cloudy Mm -hmm. and it doesn't feel too hot but when that wind blows you really it, it can you can get a really nasty burn like that with with um gale force winds blowing and and the sun shining at the same time because you think with the wind blowing, you don't you don't really feel it nearly as much. So, of those days, which would be the best day? Should I uh, be considering a hike? I would say Saturday is probably out of the two. I'd probably say Saturday is a, a, a better option because it is partly cloudy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and and the, the wind is not nearly as as bad, and, and the temperatures are not not too too serious. But again, if you're gonna if you're gonna hike either of those days, I would say I'd probably start latest hopper state nine o'clock all right um thank you very much tim lundy you can check out the work that he does uh cape town hiking.co.za and on there you'll get tim's uh contact details as well email him tim at cape town hiking.co.za on facebook cape town hiking with tim lundy on twitter hiking cape town yeah and then um you were mentioning last week about Instagram. I do have an Instagram account. Hey. <laughs> getting all tech savvy here. Um, that's Cape Town underscore Tim underscore hiking. Um, Why are you going to get complex? Cape, Cape Town hiking, but, but underscore, because Cape Town hiking was taken. <laughs> Whoever you are. <laughs> thanks for nothing. <laughs> and then the YouTube, which also is just Cape Town hiking. Cape Town hiking.co.za on Twitter, hiking Cape Town, Facebook, Cape Town hiking with Tim Lundy. Uh, you can email him, Tim at Cape Town hiking.co.za and that really complex, um, Instagram. What is it? Cape, well, it's Cape Town hiking, but it's Cape underscore town underscore hiking. Keep underscore, underscore, <laughs> underscore. <laughs> I'm sure if you just search Cape Town Hiking, you'll find it. <laughs> Thanks a lot, bro. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Uh, Tim Lundy, of course, is with us every Thursday uh, between 9.30 and 10. In the next hour, we speak to Danielle Hoffmeister, uh, who is from the Institute for Justice and Reconciliations, Gender, Justice and Reconciliation Project. And we're talking about how gangsterism is not just a misguided Guy thing. It's time for.